Good night and welcome back to another Tuesday Tea Talks. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Jacqueline Lewis, aka Queen J. She is the founder and CEO of A Beautiful Beauties of Tomorrow. Hello, Ms. Jacqueline. How are you? Hello, good evening. I am doing well. That's awesome. So tonight, um, you know, I found out about your organization a few weeks ago. I've done my little research, but I want you to tell me what did BBOT about? Where did this passion came about, this dream, how it started? Um, I know I have an understanding that it started at a very young age with you and, um, you know, your own story. So give us some idea of, or, or tell us, give us your story. Yes, awesome. Well, um, you know, CBOT is my baby. <laughs> you know how you raise a child and you cuddle it and you just, sometimes you cry about this child. Sometimes you get angry with this child. Sometimes you just, I don't want to deal with this child. CBOT is my, be my baby. CBOT is Beautiful Beauties of Tomorrow Mentorship Program. So this mentorship program was in my heart at a young, young age, not knowing what a mentorship is at that time, but I knew I wanted to be like the person that mentored me. See, at that time, I didn't even know that she was a mentor. I just knew that she was someone that loved me. I knew that someone that encouraged me. She empowered me. I mean, I always tell people I was always scared to give her my report card than my mother. So she would ask me, why do you have a B and not an A? You don't have a job. Your only job is to go to school. So I was like, oh, my God, I used to cringe not to hear that. Um, so I always knew that I wanted to make her proud, make my mom proud, and most of all, make God proud. So I was um, raised up at a church, Miami Deliverance Church of the Nazarene. Um, at a very young age, I started going to church there since I was five years old. I encountered this young lady by the name of Jenya William, and now she's Miss Dauphine. Um, and she was just an amazing individual. She um, took me under her wings and she mentored me. She talked to me about different life things, um, finances. She talked to me about um, boys and husbands and just different things, wise decisions. And I mean, she was just so impactful. I mean, there were one point in my um, high school years that she would pick me up after school. She would say, make sure you're home at this time because I'm picking you up. She would pick me up every day after school just to make sure that I was in the right path, not making wrong decisions, not following the wrong crowd. I mean, what more can you ask for? Someone to just love you the way she did. And, and I just was just so in love. And I said, God, I want to be like her or better. I want to have someone else to feel what I'm feeling, how Jenna made me feel. So of course we grew older and I was in this um, youth, um, youth uh, ministry mm -hmm. um, for most of my life. And I, you know, not only encountered Jenna, because Jenna was actually a part of my Fantastic Five. I called them my Fantastic Five because there were five leaders in my church, my youth ministry. Five leaders that I will never forget till the day I die. I mean, it was Anthony Lewis, Sherry Ann Lewis, um, George Deere, Joel Jr., and Jenny, of course, was part of that fantastic five. And let me tell you, those individuals, if I tell you they believed in me more than I believed in myself. Wow. You know, sometimes that you know you have potential, but you got people that push you to your yes. greatness. That's what my fantastic five did. I mean, they had me leading, leading ministries. At a very young age, I, I can remember, I mean, I don't remember the youngest age I was when I started, but I know for sure at the age of 13, I was running um, dance ministry. I was running children's ministry. I was uh, on the praise team. I mean, I was doing so much because they seen something in me 
I didn't see it in myself. They believe in the what God, what they see in me, and I just did not see it. And that's one of the reasons why I have a passion for young girls. Because I want to show them what they don't see. A lot of times we don't see what God have in us. Yeah. We don't see what others can see. And I want to push them to their greatness. One of the things that we say in BBOT is that we're here to educate, encourage, and empower. And if we can do all those three things for these young ladies, they'll be able to see all the things that God has in place in wow. them. So fast forward, um, I after, you know, encountering Jenya, I encountered my fantastic five. I was working at, um, after my senior year of high school, I was in, um, I worked at a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So I was at OJT, you know, where they say you have to find a job. So my teacher said, listen, you don't find a job <laughs> within this month, you're going to fail. I'm like, oh my God. So she's like, I found this perfect job for you. It's a nurse. If you're, my major was nursing at that time. She said, it's a doctor's office. You can go there and, you know, you can work your schedule. So I was there from the time that she gave me that job for 12 years. Talk about destiny. Wow. God knows what he's doing, right? Yeah. I was there for 12 years. And while working there, I met a young lady. Her, her mother was the patient, and she used to bring her mother in all the time. And, of course, I used to stop and say hi to her. She stopped by my office. And one day she walked in. Her name was Tracy Sellers. Her, her name is Tracy Sellers. Miss <laughs> Tracy Sellers walked into the office, and she looked at me. And, of course, we talked about all these things. And I talked about the vision that I had for, um, you know, I didn't know. Of course, I didn't know it was a nonprofit. I just knew I told her this is what I have. This is what I want to do. And she looked at me, and she said, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? She's like, why aren't you birthing this thing that God gave you? Wow. And immediately, I know she looked at me and she seen the fear in my face. And I was terrified. Like, I knew this is what I want to do, but I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to start a nonprofit. <laughs> I, all I did, all I knew was how to go to work my nine to five as a young teenager and do what I need to do, right? A young adult. So she looked at me and she said, what are you waiting for? And I knew from that day when she said that, that it was time to move. God was telling me to move. Wow. And she, I know she see the fear and she's like, I'm here for you. And I mean, from that day, she supported me. I, and if she didn't, the funny thing is that this is what she does. She's a business consultant. And I didn't even call her to ask her, how do you do this? this. I Googled everything and I called her and I said, guess what I did? I did it. Of course, I, co- run and I called my best friend, Jadina. I said, Jadina, guess what I did? She's like, what? She's like, I said, I incorporated um, a nonprofit. She's like, what? I said, yes, I incorporated a nonprofit. She's like, okay. And from that day on, she was on board. So she is our vice president today, still today, nine years later. And again, Miss Tracy um, gave me that push. And sometimes in life, you need that person that's going to push you to your greatness. And that's what Miss Tracy did. All she did was seen the, she seen the passion. She seen the gift that God has given. She seen the purpose that God had for me. And she said, baby, go ahead. Because I know this is what God has for you. And all I did, I was obedient. To the word of God. I was obedient to what God already had told me, but I just was too afraid. And sometimes we are afraid of our vision. We are afraid of what God, um, you know, shows us. But if we just do it afraid, God would lead us. Yep. <laughs> he would lead us and he would guide us and we will make it happen. So, you know, back to mentorship. It falls back to my Jenia. <laughs> I mean, forever, I would love this lady. Till today, I still talk to her. My fantastic five, Miss Sellers. And then, you know, life moved on and I got married and my husband became a mentor. Wow. He came to push me and tell me, hey, um, you know what? You should do um, this about the organization. How about you do this? And how about you do this? And he started, to, he started to see the purpose. He started to see the vision and started to push light into me. Well, sometimes when I got discouraged. And, yes. you know, mentoring is just my life. This is what I feel like I am purposed to do. 
my goal, and I tell people all the time, that I am here to touch as much lives as I can before I go. Oh, and I want awesome. it to be a legacy that when they turn back, they're not just thinking about um, Jacqueline, Queen Jane, but they're thinking about BBOT, that lady in BBOT that saved my life, that helped me to be a better person. And I don't want them to stop there. Yes. <laughs> I don't want them to stop there. I want them to pick up where I left off and save another life. Oh. Save another person. Push somebody else to their greatness. Push somebody else to see their dreams when they don't see it and it's kind of foggy. But God said, you can do it. I That's want right. somebody to pick up that legacy and move on with it. Oh, that so is where awesome. BBOT came from. That's that... where the passion came from. And you know what? I, I just, sometimes I just, I'm at awe because I realized, um, uh, Miss Lopez, I realized that this was something that was happening in my household. Beautiful. My mom was a mentor and I didn't realize until she passed three years ago that she would mentor young girls and say, hey, you got to go to school. You got to go to college. She would talk to older women and give them wise advice. And I didn't understand. Of course, I didn't know that was mentoring, but that was already embedded in me from what I see. And I truly believe that the things that are around you sometimes mold you to who yes. you're going to be. That's, that's right. why I always tell the girls in the organization, be careful who your friends are. Yep. Be careful who's in your circle because those people may be able to mold you. Even though sometimes you don't want them to, but they're able to mold you to something that sometimes either you want to be or sometimes you don't want to be. That's so right. that's kind of where the mentorship came by. I get so passionate when I talk <laughs> about mentorship because that is my life. It's like I live to mentor. And I see that. And you know what? Just be uh, just, you know, I like to write my notes while you're talking. But um, when you were confronted with your vision, because literally, you know, this lady came to your office and she confronted you with the vision that most likely you had already talked about. Right. You had already you had already confronted with your vision. Right. You someone took the time to walk into your office and confronted you with a vision. And yes, you probably saw something in you in that office while you talk to your coworkers, while you talk to the patients, while you talk to other people, while you were on the phone. So how, help me understand a little bit, because you know, I have, uh, I tell my daughter that I, sometimes I have issues with those women, that we like to tear each other down. For some reason, women, we have this um, cattiness, right? That we are like, sometimes we talk behind our backs or, you know, we're like, yes, yes, yes. We're, we're cheering you in front of you. But then we turn around and we don't like that. And we're going to, you know, talk about you. How can we develop? Because we all do have that um, vision in our lives. We have that passion, that love to help out each other. And I know that sometimes it's hurts that hold us back. Sometimes it's also, um, you know, like you said, your mom was a mentor. And you realized then that you were surrounded by this. Um, and you, maybe you didn't know back then that, you know, mentorship in your, in your life. But how can us ladies, how can we just strip down from that cattiness and say, you know what, we're going to be better? Just like your passion that you have for young girls, you say, you know what? Somebody took the time to look at my report card to push me for greatness. Somebody took the time when I was in youth ministry to look that I was a leader, that I, I was going to advance. Then somebody, you know, at my job confronted me with my vision, something that was embedded in you. How can us ladies be better for the next generation? 
understanding that we're all here for a purpose. Yes. And if we all encourage each other in our own purpose, because my purpose may not be your purpose. Yeah. Your purpose may not be my purpose. But if I support your vision, if I support what God has given you, and vice versa, we will make this world an amazing world. Yeah. I mean, that God will smile upon, that yes. we can save others. And I feel like if we support each other, and if we look out for each other, this world will be a better place. We will be better at a better society, you know, because we understanding that we're not, we don't have the same purpose. We may have the same vision, but God has um, definite differently. You know, you may have the same vision of saving girls or saving women, but he gave me younger girls and he gave you older women, maybe yeah. elderly. Yeah. And we all have different vision and maybe different ways of doing it. And yeah. there's so much people in this world. Everybody does not gravitate to one thing. My style may not be a style that a young girl or a young woman may gravitate to, but they might gravitate to your style, oh, yes. the way you speak, the way you get. So if we just encourage each other and understand that we're all on this together, but we yeah. just have different vision of different journey. Yes. Oh my goodness. This world would be amazing. It will, it will. <laughs> we would be amazing, amazing community. And you're right, because um, that is something I have seen that we tend to gravitate to someone's voice, right? Somebody always has an influence in our lives. Either we yes. open it to good influence, right? The positive influence, or we open it to a negative influence, right? Sometimes even um, the other day I was speaking to a young lady and she was telling me, you don't understand the way my mom spoke to me. You don't understand the way my mom um, uh, looked down on me. You don't, you don't understand. You come in and you, you're like, you know, saying, preaching all this. So then I started opening about my background. Yes, I did have supportive parents, but I, I also had a journey, right? I, I was a single mom. Um, you know, now I'm married, but I was a single mom. I went through a pregnancy on my, by myself alone. Um, and then she started saying like, wait, but if you went, how come you're not angry? That was her, her question to me. How come you're okay? Why is it that you come to me and you're smiling all the time? Why? Why is it that I cannot have what you have? And it's, I started thinking, I'm like, you know what? She's, she's. 18. She just turned 18. Um, and she, and I asked her if I could share this. Um, she had an abortion too. So she told me, she's like, you know what? It was my body. I chose to do it. Nobody's going to tell me, but then she goes, but how come you're not angry? How come you, you're not. And I said, you know what, baby? I'm like, I'm not angry now, but I want, at one point I was angry. I was angry to myself. I was angry because you know what? I left my country because you know what? I had better life over there and I came to be homeless. And yes, I wanted to make my parents proud. And you know what? I ended up being a single mom and I had to go through my process of letting, forgiving myself, right? Because sometimes, um, Jackie, isn't it, isn't it that, hard to forgive yourself more than to forgive others. I've encountered that so much. And she asked me, she's like, but how, how do you do it? And I was like, literally, I speak, I speak greatness into my life. I have 39 declarations in my phone that I say over myself every single morning. You know, I start, I start by praising the Lord. I wake up as soon as I open my, my eyes, I start, you know, thanking God for my life, for a new day, for a brand new day. And then I start studying my, my day. 
I start setting my day on, on the word of God, start setting my day on yes. greatness, you know, and then that's, but then looking at her, right? I'm not there 24 seven. I'm not there to buy your mentorship program. Let's talk a little bit about it. I know that you're working right now with the public school system. Tell us a little bit about how it, how does it work? If girls need to apply, where do they go to apply? Who do you take? What are the requirements for your mentorship program? And, and I know that we want to save them all, right? But there's, there's a phrase that I heard a couple of months ago. And it said, if we save one life, we save the world. And that phrase has been resonating in my spirit, let me tell you, for a month. But how are these girls, right, that are wanting, that are saying, you know what, I need guidance in my life. I've heard about BBOT. How can I apply to your program? How can I get in touch with you? How can you speak greatness into my life? Well, right now, um, we are currently, um, we have applications on our website. Um, where they can go to our website, www.bbotqueen.org, and they can go um, and get applications to become a mentee. So the requirements to be a mentee, of course, you have to um, go through an orientation. You have to go through a phone, a phone interview, and we also have to do an interview with the mentee and their parents. One of the things that we realized was that um, years Um, goal is that a lot of the girls are independent. You know, they'll go, they'll fill out the application for themselves, they'll just tell the parents, hey, I'm going to join this program, and they keep it going. Um, and I realized a lot of parents were not involved, and I wanted to change that cycle, um, that the parents to be more involved in the girl's life, not just to be a, a part of um, BBOT, but I want them to be involved in the girl's life, in their journey of becoming great, in their journey of becoming a successful woman. Um, and I have, we have now a program in our um, organization that's called um, um, be, Mom, be, be Moms and Be Pops Society. So all moms and pops, we have something where we will meet with them monthly, kind of catch up, give um, information um, on upcoming events. We give information that needs, like right now, uh, there's crisis where a lot of parents are losing their jobs. Um, you know, that we're working in restaurants or hotels, you know, giving resources, giving um, food drives. Some, you know, people are in need of food right now because yes. their household has changed dramatically because of this new COVID that we're dealing with. Yes. Um, so we try to meet up with the parents at least once a month and try to give information. And most of all, give an encouraging word, letting them know that we're here to support them. It's not easy to um, raise a young girl, especially if you have young teenagers. Yeah. They go through these um, these um, hormonal changes where they have attitudes and they don't like you at a point of their lives. So it's not easy, and I understand that. So I, we want to be that support system to um, the parents, making sure that they have an outlet every month where they can go or jump on a Zoom call with us. And when we just, you know, laugh, and at the end, I love to pray with my parents. Um, I pray for them and ask them if there's any prayer requests. Sometimes people are going through them. They just need someone to pray for them. And yeah. that's kind of what we do Um. Um, with the Be Mom and Pop Society. So with being a mentee is simple. You just go to the website, get an application, submit it. Somebody will call you um, and schedule an interview for it with you. And then the next step is scheduling an interview with the mentee and their parent. And then they will be joined. Um, they can join one of the orientations that we will have. Um, as far as um, mentors, so that's one of the biggest things that we're looking for right now. 
Um, you know, throughout the years, we had our ratio with mentors and mentees have, uh, has been off. You know, we have more mentees than we have mentors. So we're really, really looking for mentors to help empower a young lady. Of course, Queen J can't do it all. So if we have 15 girls, it's going to be overwhelming to mentor 15 girls. Of course, you can reach out and make a schedule, but it's not as much as impactful when you have your own mentee. You have your own mentor that you can go to, and that one mentor that has 15 to kind of build and spread thin. So we're really looking for mentors, women that just simply, people ask, what, what, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be a mentor. It's simple. You just got to have a heart. Have a heart to serve. Have a heart to give back. I don't have all the answers. I really don't have all the answers. And I always tell my girls, if I don't know it, I don't know the answer for you, I am going to research it. I'm going to find, I'm going to call my mentors. I'm going to call my colleagues. And I'm going to, I'm going to find the answers for you. So again, being a mentor is simple. Just have a heart to serve. Have a heart to give back. You know, there are some requirements um, which we give out at our orientation. Our application for mentors are also on the website. Um, but there is um, background screening. There are orientations that you have to go through. There's some, you know, because you're dealing with children, we make sure that all our mentors are screened, uh, uh, you know, appropriately in order to deal with children. Um, so that's kind of what we do as far as mentoring and um, um, the mentorship program. Awesome. So now let me ask you, as a parent, why should I trust my child to your organization? If, I, if, if you were to call me and say, you know what, Mariela, um, Madison applied for the, for the mentorship program. As a parent, as a mom, why, why should I um, say, you know what, this is good. I'm going to trust them. I'm going to, because, you know, I am so big of whoever has power and authority over my kids' lives, they're the ones speaking either negative or positive on their life. Why should I trust BBOT to mentor well, my child? Well, the first and only answer I have for you is that the center and the CEO of my life is God. And God comes first in this organization. Everything we do surrounds around God. And so everyone knows that when you're coming to this organization, it's purely going to be God's business. So if God wouldn't do it, I wouldn't do it. Oh, it's, it's all about the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. It's so funny you mentioned that because um, my best friend, Jadina, which is attorney, um, with, um, legal part of the organization, she's also the vice president, she sent me a message. She said, you know what? I believe that God has given you a ministry outside of the four walls. And I truly believe that statement, that this is a ministry outside of the four walls of the church and saving souls and saving lives for Christ and just showing people how to be loved. Because God is love. And if you can show love, you show people who God is. Yes, you're right. Um, let's talk a little bit about COVID, right? How do, has COVID changed the mentorship um, program? How is it that the, the, the mentees are being mentored um, now that, you know, that we don't have, we're not able to physically see each other, maybe go have some pizza or go to a movie. How can we still have that fellowship? Well, right now, of course, with COVID, everything we try to do it online. So everything is virtual. Everything is either, you know, on Zoom, on Google Meet, um, some kind of online platform. And it's difficult because I'm a hand-on-hand -hand person. I like that. Um, let me see. I want to feel your. I want to feel you. How are you feeling? Like you know, you know, sometimes it's different energy. You can feel someone's energy. I like that. 
face-to-face contact that we can have. You know, sometimes people are sitting next to you. They can't really talk about how they're feeling, so they're just like, I'm okay. But I like to have that one-on-one conversation. So it's a little different for me because I like to have that face-to-face. But we're working with what we have. What I understand in this season, and those that know, um, I the, the, the this month is the eighth month. And the eighth month represents new beginnings. Yes. And some people are looking to get, go back to what it was and what we were used to have. And what I've told myself and I've told people around me, we need to begin to practice as this is our new norm. This is our new beginning. This is how life is going to be. So we need not to get out of the slump of saying, oh my God, I'm so tired of 2020. This is horrible. And begin to look at the goodness of what yes. 2020 is bringing and oh, how yeah. it's changing things around us and how we need to begin to think about this is the, may be the new norm for everyone. This may yes. be our new norm for, for, for a while now. So mm-hmm. I say, I have to make the best out of it. So I try my best to meet with the girls online um, via Zoom, even, you know, different activities. If we're doing a game or we're doing um, a topic, we did um, skincare. So we talked about skincare. Um, we did, um, you know, show them how to wash their face, um, just do different activities. We did cooking, um, cooking, how to make a burger, a quick um, meal. Do everybody know how to make a quick meal? Okay, let me, we're going to do a quick meal. Everybody get ground turkey or ground beef. We're going to learn how to make a meal. Everybody put on your Zoom, put on your camera, get your items, and we're teaching. So oh. this shouldn't stop the purpose. This should not stop the work that you have in your heart. This should not stop what God has given you. This should not stop. Your vision should not stop because of COVID. Your vision yes. should not stop because things have changed. Because this may be a new change. So we need to adapt to our new change and make things happen. And I say to myself, I'm going to make it happen however I can yes. and with what I have to work with. So that's kind of what we've been doing, trying to do Zoom, trying to check in. And sometimes um, even with our one-on-one, I try to um, set one-on-one meetings with the girls. Hey, um, this is sometimes I have available. Pick a time. I want to have a one-on-one conversation without the group. You know, checking out how are you doing? Some girls are dealing with really hard with this. I've had a conversation with different teams where they're very depressed. They're down about not seeing their friends, being in a house all day. And some parents may not understand that. Like, what's wrong with you? You have food. You have a shelter. Why are you like, you should be okay. But they still have emotions. They're still dealing with things that they don't know how to express to other people. They don't know how to express to their parents. Their parents just probably don't understand that they're dealing with something. So I make it my priority to try to check in with my girls. Um, even if it's like, even if I can't do it, that one-on-one every month, maybe every two months, every three months, I'm checking in to see how they're doing because you, they need you. They need you. These, these girls are in need. And we may say, hey, they have food. Some of them have food on their table. They have a roof over their head. But emotionally, some of them are dying. Yes. They are literally sinking and they need someone to encourage them, someone to push them, remind them of their greatness, remind them of yes. what's inside them, remind them how wonderful yes. they are, remind them how powerful they are, remind them how beautiful. Sometimes yes. you just need that reminder. You just need someone to tell you that you are beautiful. You need somebody to remind you that, hey, you are great. You are amazing. Just lift your head up and I got you. I got you. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, and that's kind of what we do. And yes, COVID has changed things around, but it did not kill the passion. Yes. And let me tell you, uh, now when you were saying that, um, I was reflecting on what your friend said, you know, the four, that this is uh, outside the four walls. Now, literally after COVID, you're going literally outside the four walls (laughs) and impacting (laughs) More girls, and I know, like you said, maybe there's a lack of of mentors, right, at this moment, 
but just being you know, having the platforms the the online platforms you're able just to reach more girls into the program and you know what I've noticed that sometimes I guess I I like to have the the physical contact you know to be in the room be able to read the faces be able to scan the room yes. like okay I need to go and you know check in on this one but what I've noticed is that girls nowadays they feel comfortable they feel more comfortable talking through a screen right yes, and yes. share more through a screen than they do sometimes even in person right they sometimes in person <laughs> you see them you know they start covering their face they you know like um i tell my daughter my oldest she went through the through the emo phase right like her 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 face being covered with long sleeves pulling the long sleeves you know like and and now i'm like okay i see more girls that i that i talk to they're more comfortable talking through a screen, sharing their yes. feelings, in a way feeling more connected. So I feel that, yes, even, you know, COVID has come in and just like, you know, turn our worlds upside down, but you're, you're expanding. You're expanding. You're going now beyond, literally yes. beyond those. Yes. Yes. Just yes. Reaching out yes. More and more girls. That is amazing. Let me see. I have. That's actually one of our goals, Ms. Lopez. Uh, one of our goals, and you know, in my vision from the time that I started the organization, I always told my team that joined me that I want this organization to go state to state, and I want it to be international. Oh. And I was so excited this summer when um, one of our marketing team we got um, in a message DM on social media that a young lady from Africa wanted to join the organization. Wow! And I said, Look at God. <laughs> Look at God. Um, he said, be careful what you ask for. Yes, gonna exactly because he's going to give you a. And yes. And I was like, at all, because I was like, God, you like, are you, you literally are listening to me. Like you are listening to me <laughs> and nobody can't tell me there's not a God because he does listen. So that is really our goal. I, I I'm working on right now, trying to find directors in different states, um, different states. So we can start different chapters in different states. So we're trying to um, start to interview and um, send out, um, receive applications for any um, individuals that would like to um, start to run, help us run a chapter in your state. We're also looking, of course, internationally. Um, we want to go internationally. But because things are virtual, it's easiest for us, everybody, get all girls on a, a Zoom call, all girls on a Google Meet and have a meeting. So yeah. I'm just excited. Again, COVID has come and it altered things, but it did not change. It did not change one bit the passion that I have for mentoring. It's just, I, it's just took it to another level. Actually has accelerated than, than your vision. Yes. It has accelerated yes. your vision because you, now you're going international. Like you said, that is amazing, Jacqueline. Um, you, I, I want to touch be, uh, the heart of serving, right? You said you have to have a heart and you have to have a heart to serve. Sometimes we, and I have encountered people because they, they like to be the top people, right? Like they want to be the face of organizations and be like, yes, this is it. And they don't understand that the people that are at the top are the ones that are supposed to be serving the most. Talking to girls before and, you know, when they, they want to be like, I want to be the front. I want to be, you know, the boss. I want to be the one, the go-getter. And sometimes they don't understand that when you are at the high level, of any organization is when you have to serve the most because you have more people that needs need to be served. Can you speak, yes. can you talk to us a little bit about the heart of serving? 
So um, those that are close to me know that that is one of one of my biggest things is serving, giving back, um, and it not publicly. I, I literally like to do things behind the scene <laughs> when I serve and I give back. Um, I'm that person that will call my friend that's having an event and say, "Hey, what you want me to do? Um, give me a task." And you know, yeah, they know. Hey, you're a CEO of an organization. That doesn't matter to me. I want to serve. Jesus serves. Come on, somebody. I want to serve. I want to give back. Our three, we have three main cores um, values in the organization. And it's faith, it's um, education, and it is community. And community and organization to me is very big. All three of them are important to me. But community is very, very big because giving back is important. There are people that needs you, that needs you to give you, give a helping hand. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of times I'm in that position where I am giving, um, um, directions, Hey, do this, do that. But I like to be in that position where I want you to tell me what to do. What can I do to help you? Yes. What can I do to help you? Um, you know, most, a lot, um, most people like to be in that position where they're giving um, orders. I like to, get the orders. Tell me what can I do to help you? What can I do to serve you? Just a, a fun, fun fact about me. Um, I just turned 36 in June and it was something so funny. I was, I called my best friend. I said, can you believe what God just told me to do? I, 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 I was just sitting here and I felt it in my heart that I needed to give back to 36 people. And wow. six of those people, I needed to, um, um, give back at, into a, a business. So I went ahead and I purchased from six businesses, things wow. that you know, I may need, I may not, some things I didn't even use. I just purchased to be a blessing, to serve, to give back. I, I purchased from six businesses oh. and I'm still not done with my, my, my 30 people, but I've been serving on the side. 30 that is people. Awesome. Even if it's a phone call, giving you some time, some people need to vent, some people need serving. You got to give back. How many times that God gives to us? All day, all, all day long, wakes up up in the morning, give us food on our table, but somebody else needs a hand, a tangible hand. And mm -hmm. I want to be God's hand on earth. Oh, and I love awesome. to serve. And that's one of the things I teach the young girls in the organization, community. I picture it, I put it as community service. We're serving. In our yeah. organization, we give back to the shelters. Um, one of the um, tasks that I love to do is going back to the homeless shelters. And showing these young girls, hey, you complain to your parents about getting Jordans, about getting these shoes and that shoe. But look at these kids that are in the shelter. They are happy to just get a meal, but you have three meals and you're mad about a Jordan. Yes. So yes. I like to do these things to show them that we need to be grateful. We need to give back. We need to help. And we need to be thankful for what we have. Because there are some people that have it worse than what we think we have it. Yeah. So that is very big to me. I'm a server at heart. First, I'm a, service, a servant of God. So, you know, I'm already a servant. So I serve, I serve, whatever I can do to give, I give back. And I just don't want to be that mouthpiece. Hey, girls, you need to give back. We need to go to the shelter. We need to do this. But I do it as an example, showing wow. them. I'm not just telling you what to do, but I'm doing it too. I am wiping down tables. I am serving food to the homeless. I am giving goodie bags to people that need it. I am doing it. And I want you to see what I'm doing, not just in front of people, but I want you to do it because it's coming from your heart and that your you heart. really want yes. to do it. Yes. So that's, I, I'm a servant at heart. That is, that, that is beautiful. And let me tell you, we now, you know, um, when you were talking, you said a, a community, 
Nowadays, it is so hard sometimes even to feel to be part of a community. Um, you know, I, I see it. There's too much loneliness, right? We have seen too much loneliness, too much like I am for myself. I stand, you know, I am the one fighting for myself. Nobody's going to look at me. I'm going to grind. I'm going to make sure, you know, that when I succeed, it's going to be for myself. But we don't understand sometimes the power that there is in community of yeah. helping each other out of, like you were saying, uh, of serving each other. There is nothing greater than to actually go in and see the joy of someone that you're giving something, you know, like either, even if it's your time, like you said, a phone call. Sometimes um, I do have a couple elder people that, yeah, I, I, I give them a call. You know yes. what? Because they're 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 alone, and I cannot yes. go visit them because you know we're in this in this pandemic. But that call made their day, made yes. their week, made their month. So yes. that is awesome. We have spoken a lot about BBOT, and I am in love with your organization. Completely in love with your organization. I believe a hundred percent of what you're doing. Um, I want to say thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for believing in girls. Thank you for going the extra mile. Thank you for, like you said, you know what, just bringing down the walls of ministry and just going in and reaching out to these girls. Sometimes they might be angry. Sometimes they might not be able to understand, you know, like, or maybe not be able to see eye to eye with parents. Thank you for involving those parents and making them see that there's greatness on these girls. Thank you for investing your time. Thank you for, for, for giving quality right it's not like oh you're just going in just to to open no but you are investing you're you're giving quality um your services you know it, it's you have taken the time to give um greatness to these girls and i want to say thank you jackie but before we leave tonight i want you to leave us um with the last words and i know that you have said a lot but i want to know how are you called to greatness how is queen j called to greatness well i would say um i'm called to greatness by fulfilling the purpose that god has given me to fulfill on this earth and by doing that i am leaving a legacy that is not just going to touch the girls now, but it's go they're going to carry it on to their generation and their generation is going to carry it to the next generation. And that is my prayer, that it doesn't stop here. It doesn't stop with Queen J. But if someone sees what I seen in Jinya and said, I want to be like her or better, and they're going to say, I want to be like Queen J or better and help another girl. And it trickles down to generation after generation after generation. And that is why I am called to greatness because I'm fulfilling the purpose that God has given me. And I am so grateful that I have a team, that God blessed me with an amazing team, Regine, Jeanette, Jadina, Margaret, all these young ladies, Bryant, all these young ladies and men, they have the same passion that I have. I'm just a little extra. They'll tell you I'm extra. I'm just passionate. Like I speak with my arms and my heart. I am just, I get loud because I love what I do. We all have different personalities, but we have one goal. Yes. And that goal is to save girls, Oof. to give them hope, to give them encouragement, to empower them, to educate them. I, we have the same goal. It's to make them great. 
and oh to use goodness. that greatness in us to push them to greatness. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you, you like you continue talking and then you continue giving me goosebumps. Um, you have literally, like you said it, you have impacted generations. That's it. You have literally marked this girl's from not from from now right from their little from their from their timeline here on this earth but you have impacted future generations you have taken the time Jackie to impact future generations that is heavy that is powerful and let me tell you god sees that and he is pleased in you and your organization Thank you again for what you do. Thank you again for, for being the woman that you are, for speaking with passion, for having this heart of service. And thank you for impacting generations to come because you, are, you haven't just looked at the present girl and the, the present situation, but you have sowed into the future. That means that you have made an impact generation after generation after generation because you took the time to sit down to listen to God and to run with your vision so thank you so much again for being here with us tonight I know that it will not be the last time uh, that it does uh it means a lot uh, to see that we have women that are striving for greatness but it, they're not just looking for greatness for themselves, but they yeah. want to expand and they want to reach out others. Um, again, thank you for being here tonight. I do appreciate you. I love your organization. We're going to tag your organization here thank so they can you. go in and talk and we're going to get you mentors. And yes, we yes. need mentors. We and need we're, mentors. And we're still open applications for mentees. Anyone that's want to join the season for season nine has not started. Um, I'm, we're opening. The doors are open. If you want to be a mentee, we take girls from the age of five to 19. Um, mentors, we're wide open, wide open. We're taking as much as we can um, yes. to be a blessing to a young lady that just needs someone to just listen to them and hear them. And you know what, Ms. Lopez, I wanted to kind of um, and leave with this. I wanted to encourage uh, a businesswoman, uh, a woman that is discouraged about the journey that God has given them. A lot of times um, people don't know, they see the nice, they see the glam, they see the CEO in front of my name or they see the social work behind my name and they look and they say, oh my God, I, I wish I could be that way. But there were nights that I cried that I did not want to do this anymore. There were nights that I said, this is it, I, I'm over this, I quit everything other day um, with the organization, but I knew deep inside, really, I'm not, but it's just, it gets that tough. And I want to encourage a businesswoman. I want to encourage um, someone that's mentoring, that's encouraging, that's serving to not get weary, do not get weary because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. God will show you that all the work that you're putting in is not in vain. I mean, next year we're going on our 10th year, Wow, 10 years Oh my goodness, if I can talk about the up and downs of emotions of being a CEO of this organization, it would take me all night. But I want to encourage someone that when God gives you something, he gives it to you for a reason. Yes. You be patient and you do what he asks you to do and you will see the fruits of your labor yes. sooner or later. Yes. So be encouraged. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. Well, thank you everybody for being with us tonight. Uh, we'll hope to see you next time. Bye-bye.